Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. Hey, what is going on, everyone? Welcome to episode 12 of the Surge Cast, presented by Primo X Hockey and Shocked Hydrate. We are officially Eric Stahl number episodes into the show. Thank you, everyone, for taking the time to listen today. It's really exciting to get back to another episode. Thank you, everyone, who provided feedback for the show um, that we sent out on Twitter today. Uh, you know, we're, since we're recording on Friday. I appreciate the feedback. I'm glad that people are loving the show, loving the format, you know, giving me some ideas. It seems like a lot of you like when I bring guests on. I think this is like the third straight episode where we don't have one. But good news, I do have a guest coming on with me for episode 13 next Friday, which, funny enough, is the day after the last regular season game. So with my guest that I will announce on Tuesday, which will be in a couple of days after this drops on Sunday, I will announce who my guest is for episode 13 and we will do a season review and maybe get, you know, some of your guys's choices of like what is the best game, best moments, all that good stuff from the 2021-22 regular season. So be on the lookout for the guest announcement on Tuesday for our recording on Friday for episode 13. Like I said, I'm really excited for this episode. It's not going to be a super long one, I think. It's just going to be a quick rundown of the Winnipeg Jets game from last night being Thursday, and then answer some fan questions and do a little bit of the, you know, basically talking about where the Hurricanes stand in terms of the playoffs, in terms of the seeding, talk about, you know, we about a lot of Hurricanes scoring goals, Andres Fetchenkov and what he's been doing, and all of that good stuff. So why not jump into the game from last night against the Winnipeg Jets, the Hurricanes, Kind of an interesting start. You know, they're going to into that game, you know, needing some wins. You know, they're kind of tied with at the point with the Rangers with a lot of tiebreaker scenarios involved. We're talking like head to head matchups, regulation wins, you know, wins overall, you know, head to head matchups, a whole goal scored, and a whole bunch of other stuff. So 17, seven minutes and 10 seconds into the first period, Kyle Connor scores his 44th goal in the season. Assisted by Dubois, that made it one nothing off a really weird four on four situation, going from the Winnipeg zone to Carolina's territory. With the fact that you know Kyle Connor was fighting, you know Tony D'Angelo for most of it. Tony just had some issues trying to collect the puck. Connor got it back to Dubois. Dubois set it up front. Kyle Connor basically had an empty net, made that one nothing. And then eighteen fifty five into the first period, basically with about sixty five seconds or so left. Uh, Pierre-Luc Dubois scores his 27th of the season, making it 2 nothing from the Winnipeg Jets on basically getting, um, taking some time in the slot, was able to load up a shot and got past Antiranta. That made that 2 nothing. 
Then with about 30 seconds left into the second period, luckily with the uh, hur- with the Hurricanes on a power play, just fantastic passing. You know, a lot of guys were involved in that play. And Tavo Teravine scores his 20th on the season on a r- really nice wrister, basically in between the circles, almost at the top of the zone. Just a really great shot against Comrie. Makes it 2-1. Uh, Sebastian who will pick up his 42nd assist of the season. Antonio D'Angelo begins 39th. But Tim Viner has been on an absolute, I would say the absolute tear in the second half of the season. I mean, you cannot talk about a hot hurricane right now other than Sebastian Ajo than Tim Viner. Tavo has been absolutely on it. He has been, you know, otherworldly. It's just, it makes you really, makes you feel glad knowing that. Tava has been playing really well. He's been playing with Sebastian all season. You know, if, you know, if he stays healthy, if Sebastian stays healthy next year, who knows what that line does. And then maybe if you bring Andre Svechnikov back up to that first line and you get the sat line back, oh, you're talking like disgusting, stupidly good numbers. Like you're almost talking possibly what Colorado with McKinnon and Ranson and, and all what those guys did. So you're looking at a, a really top lethal first line for the Hurricanes next year. If you get Tavo, Ajo, and Svechnikov all together. But that was a great goal by Tavo. Makes it 2-1 uh, with the Winnipeg. Cut that lead in half for Winnipeg on a great power play goal. Third period, we just saw an absolute goal barrage from the Hurricanes. Fantastic stuff. 4-10 into the third period. Jacob Slavin with that second C being clutch. Absolute clutch. You know, initially, you know, Svechnikov had a shot backhand, misses the net, but luckily stayed on top of it. Wheeled around to the top of the zone, shot it on that back on Comrie. Luckily, the balance went right to Jacob Slavin, and lucky was en- enough behind him to where Com- where Comrie had no chance of stopping it. Slid it. It looked like he was going to try to get it to Marty Nietzsche, who was on the other side of the net. But luckily, the angle and the way you know Slavin shot it slash passed it. You want to call it like a hybrid shot pass if you if you want to say that, but it just caught the inside of the net enough to where. He got credit to the goal. Everyone thought it was Marty Nietzsche, but no, it was actually Jacob Slavin who just snuck it in perfectly. You know, for his fourth of the season, which is really good for Jacob. You know, he's, I'm hoping he hits five. That would be really nice if he got five on the year, but fantastic job by Jacob Slavin there. You know, Andres Svechikov for his 38th of the, uh, assist of the season. Marty Nietzsche gets his 24th. Andres Svechikov, I'll talk about him in a little bit, you know, just by himself. He's just probably had the one of the best seasons I've ever seen out of him. You know, I've been talking about him all through the podcast episodes. He, he's got a 200 foot game. Now, you know, he plays defense really well. He's throwing the body, you know, yes, his penalty, like he still needs to work on not taking so many penalties, but I think it's just because the fact of his play, it is what it is. The fact of how many points he's put up this year, I'm okay with him some, taking some penalties. It's not that big of a deal. Um, then eight twenty one into the third period, the Winnipeg native gets the game winning goal. Seth Jarvis gets his 15th of the season with Brandon Smith getting his third assist and Tavo Teravine gets his 42nd assist. So Tavo, as of right now has 62 points on the season. You love to see it tape from Tavo, but you know, great just overall pass puck movement. And just the fact that Seth Jarvis got into the right area, screen Comrie, and was able to just be Johnny on the spot, get the rebound, puts it home. He did get pushed by Nate Schmidt a little bit, you know, got bumped into Comrie. Comrie did lose his helmet, but initially it wasn't to where it was enough to rule the play out, you know, didn't allow the goal. There was a challenge by the Winnipeg Jets for a goal interference, luckily. 
and you can clearly see there was no goalie interference. It was just, it is what it is. It's just the fact of where Seth Jarvis was and the fact that Nate Schmidt bumped him into Comrie and Comrie just had his helmet get knocked off because he got hit by the puck. You really can't call that a goaltender interference. So Golstead, Seth Jarvis gets his 15th of the season. That would be the game-winning goal for that. So you love to see it from the Winnipeg Nina. He even said it after the game. It's really cool for the fact, you know, doing against his former team, but the fact that he lives in Carolina, loves the area, loves the fans. You know, it's just I'm so excited for this kid because he's 20, still in his first year of his ELC, 15 goals this year. Sky's the limit for him. If you give him solid second-line minutes next year, hopefully with Nino and Jesperi Kakaniemi, I think that would be a great line. If you get if you bring Nino back, you got KK for eight more years, and you bring Seth Jarvis up as a second line right wing, that'll be a really nice second line behind that behind the sat line. Of course, don't say anything to Rod Brendamore about lines because luckily he doesn't label them as first, second, third lines. <laughs> so so never bring up to Rod Brendamore about lines because for him there's no such thing as lines, it's just guys together as a unit. But Really cool for Seth. And then 1913 the third period, empty net to ice the game. Jordan Stahl, they captain. He comes back after missing one game, gets his 17th goal of the season. It's fantastic to see where Jordan was because everyone was worried about him. He was going to score goals. Ryan's on 17. Fantastic. He's been on a great tear as well in the second half. Just you love to see it for the captain. You love to see him get on the score sheet for 17 goals in the year. You'll take it with his third, you know, playing on the quote unquote third line. Jesper Foskis is 19th of the assist of the year, and Brady Shea, the year of the Shea, 27th assist on the year. And the Carolina Hurricanes complete the comeback on home ice on Thursday, which is just fantastic to see. They come back from 2 nothing down and win the game 4-2. How can you not find that poetic? It's just so great to see from the Canes that they were able to come back from a, from a game like that. So. It's just really fantastic. So cool to see. Uh, shots on goal. Carolina had 46 compared to the Jets, 22. The Hurricanes won 60% of the faceoffs. One for five on the power play. They were over. They, you know, they went two for two on the penalty kill. You know, they got out hit 21 to 11, but you'll take it. And then, you know, it's the way the game played out. It was just fantastic. You know, anti um, you know, save 20 out of 22, save percentage of 909. You know, can't beat that. So overall, just a great game for the Hurricanes, you know, overall. So it's just, it's really, you you love to see it. You love to see how the team, you know, was able to play together. You know, overall, three stars of the game. You know, obviously, Jacob Slavin gets the third star. Tiva Teravine gets the second. And then Seth Jarvis gets the first shot totals per period. Carolina had 15-7 to on Winnipeg. Then they had 19-10 in the second. And then 12 to 5. So two periods, Carolina held them to under 10. And the most they had was 10. So not a bad overall night for the Hurricanes there. Now, if you're looking at the standings for the possible wild card, right now Carolina is tied with the Rangers at 108 apiece. Um, but because of a lot of tiebreakers and stuff like that, Carolina still does hold the division lead. Um, Carolina does have a 50 20 and 8 record. 108 points, 0.692 points percentage. Still weird to see them under 700 because they've been at 700 all season. Plus 60 on the goal differential. They're 28, 8, and 4 on, at home, 22, 12, and 4 on the road. 
unfortunately one and two in the shutouts, but they are five and five in their last 10. They've had a little bit of adversity guys getting hurt. Just weird. Just trying to get, you know, trying to focus on trying to get ready for the playoffs, but still, you know, still have to worry about seedings because now we got four games left. Next Thursday is the last regular season game before we get into the playoffs. I think the playoffs start on May 2nd. So we're not too far away from playoff hockey for the Hurricanes. So like I said, they have one, two straight. Um, they are five and five in their last 10. Unfortunately, the Rangers are seven, two and one, and they've won four straight. So that's why we see a tie in points. Uh, the Rangers, same amount of games played, but they're 51, 21 and six. Goal differential of plus 50, but with the course of a lot of the tiebreakers, it all comes down to um, just how, you know, with regular season over like regular season points uh, wins, and then it goes into, you know, regular, uh, you know, regulation over time. And then it's like total wins, which the Rangers do have with the 51 compared to Carolina's 50, but then it goes into like head to head matchups and then, you know, a whole like goals for and a whole bunch of other things. So right now, Carolina holds a lot of the tiebreakers. The rain, the only tiebreaker that the Rangers do own is wins. But since Carolina kind of owns pretty much everything else, they should be all right there. Uh, Pittsburgh, same amount of games played, but they got 99 points. They're 44, 23, and 11. So right now, it's going to come down to Carolina or the Rangers that are going to win in the division. And then it depends on how that goes. Right now, looking at the Atlantic, Florida's got 118 points, Toronto with 108. So Florida's already, uh, they actually do have the Z already, which means they have clinched the conference. So Florida will be your number, quote unquote, number one seed in the uh, Eastern Conference. And obviously they're going to take the division. They played one last game to Toronto, but they have a 10 point lead with five games left. It's pretty much over. Florida's going to take the Atlantic division and they're going to take the conference. So they're going to be the one. So basically Carolina will play the number one wild card going into the playoffs. The crazy part is though, it's still close enough between Tampa Bay, Boston and Washington that the, that the pairings for the playoffs are still not done yet. So basically right now, Pitt, no one knows who Pittsburgh is going to play. Yet, Pittsburgh's a three either. They're playing the Rangers or Carolina. Toronto, they don't know who they're playing yet in their for their two three out of the Atlantic because Tampa Bay has 102 points. They're 47, 22, and 8. But Boston, who's been five and five, and Tampa Bay's been four, four, and two. Um, Boston does have 99 points. They're only three back, and they play the same amount of games. So you've got five games left, and you only have a three-point difference between those two teams. And then Washington sits at 97 points. They're 43, 23, and 11, and they do have an overtime loss, but they're 6-3-1 and one in their last 10. So, And they've played the same amount of games as Boston and Tampa. So with five games left, you do technically have a five-point difference between Tampa, Boston, and Washington. It all just comes down to who gets the what seed in the Atlantic and the wild card. Now, Washington, they could, Washington can still find a chance to sneak their way into the third spot where Pittsburgh's at because they're only two back of them. So it could come down to possibly Pittsburgh dropping into the wild card spot and Washington can find themselves as the number three. Then it's like if you're the Rangers or Carolina, yeah, it's Washington, but you still don't want to kind of want to play them in the first round as a possible two, three matchup. And then you're waiting for the winner of the division 
against whoever takes the number one wild card spot. So there's a lot of hockey left still to go. Like I said, there's Pittsburgh's got four left, but Boston, Washington, Tampa all have five. So it depends on how all those games play out. Pittsburgh, like I forgot to mention earlier, they're they are four, five, and one in their last ten. They did win, but still is going to make it an interesting matchups of who's going to be playing who. So you know, Florida, Florida's going to be playing the number two wild card. It just all depends on who that's going to be. So it comes down to Pittsburgh. It's going to come down to Tampa. Boston and Washington. So it really just comes down to those four ish teams. Yeah. Tampa does have a three point advantage on Pittsburgh and Boston, you know, in terms of possible, how that shapes out. Like I said, Pittsburgh, they're only going to fall out of the three. If, if Washington catches them, but with Tampa and Boston, who knows with that? So if you're Carolina right now, you are, if they, if they ended right now, Carolina would be playing Boston, which out of Tampa, Boston and Washington, I really want to be upset with that. Now let's say if Washington does catch Pittsburgh and Pittsburgh gets dropped, dropped down to the wild card spot, then it's a different story. Then you're almost like, all right, do you want Boston or do you want Pittsburgh? And I would kind of want to take Pittsburgh then. That would be a fantastic matchup. So that would be interesting to see how all of that plays out for the wild card. All right, so moving on to... You know, a lot of points news for the Hurricanes. If anyone hasn't seen it yet, the Hurricanes on their Twitter have posted that they've had five Canes players all reach the 20-goal mark in the same season for the first time since 2006 and 2007. The five Hurricanes this season who scored 20 goals each, <laughs> Vincent Trocek, Tavo Teravainen, Andrei Svechnikov, Nino Niederreiter and Sebastian Ajo. You absolutely love to see it. The fact that Tavo got his last night. He was the fifth guy out of the five to get all 20, to get 20 goals. So that is, you're talking about a hundred goals just between those five guys. Yeah. So it's just fantastic to see the fact that there's a lot of goals being scored for the Hurricanes. And yeah, a lot of it's coming from the quote unquote first and second lines, but that's what you pay these guys for is to score goals and make things interesting. So that's why I think for me, yeah, you would love like you would love to keep the second line kind of the way it is with Jarvis, you know, Nino and Vincent Trocek, but you gotta think you got Kakaniami on an eight year contract. You can't play him on the on the fourth line forever unless you maybe move Jordan Stahl to the fourth line. You know, the quote unquote fourth line and then move Kakaniami to the third or figure figure all that out. But if there is a way Contract wise, with salary caps and all that, if you bring, if you're able to bring back Trocheck and Nita Ryder, you would take that any day of the week. I would love to see that happen. So hopefully, you know Don Waddell and his you know group in the front office can figure out how to keep those two guys because with Nino and Tro, they're both UFAs. You know they do make a lot of money already this year, so you're kind of hoping that something works out to where you can keep both of those guys going into next season and hopefully try to run it back with this current team. So really awesome to see from those guys. Now, another cool thing that was mentioned is that Andrei Svechnikov talk about having a season for Andre. Cause I mentioned earlier, he's playing a 200 foot game. You know, he's been playing really well on both sides of the puck. You know, he's playing physical, he's scoring goals, setting up assists, 
This guy has probably the best season I've seen ever, and he's proving why the Hurricanes gave him that eight-year contract, and the thing hasn't even kicked in until next season. That is the even crazier part, is that that contract has not started yet, and he's already had a career season already for the Hurricanes before it even starts. 21 multi-point games. That is a lot of games with multi-points. You love to see it. That is a career career best for him already. And like I said, we still got another like four games of the season left. He could add to that total. You could possibly see 22, I would say almost 23 multi-point games if you really think about it. If you get 23, that'd be fantastic. But right now he sits at 21. 30 goals on the season, absolutely amazing. If you get 30 goals with some games to spare, he could probably finish with 33 if he wanted to. You'd love to see it, and that's with him missing time as well, getting bounced between a couple lines. So, Andre Svechnikov at 30, fantastic. I, you would almost have to guess that he could probably touch 35 next year. I would say almost, if you give him the first line minutes with Ajo and Tara Vinen, you could almost see he might hit 40. It's possible. It's possible. But for him to be at 30 right now with four games left, I could see him hitting at least 32. If he gets 32, possibly 33, then that's just a fantastic job by him. He does sit at 38 assists. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. What's good for your heart? Nutritious, delicious, and blue all over. We call it a boost of blue. Blueberries are heart healthy and packed with flavor and nutrients like fiber and vitamin C that can give you a lift all day long. So call it whatever you like. Just remember to grab a boost of blue. Which, with like I said, we have four games. He could hit 40. I think he could hit 40. That would be an absolutely fantastic thing to see if he hits 40. That means you could possibly, you're looking at a possible... 70-point season out of Andre Svechnikov going into a new contract, which you you have to take that confidence that he's having this year and take it into next year. You can almost see he might hit 80 points next year. If you on this keep him on this trajectory, I want to say 80 points isn't out of the realm of possibility for Andre Svechnikov next year. Because like I said, he's only he's already two points away this year already with four games to spare. I think he's gonna get he's gonna get 70. There's no doubt about it. I think he's going to get 70 next year. I I would keep I would keep my eye on Andre Svechikov hitting 80. I think it's very very doable for Andre to hit 70 because, like I said, he's got 68 right now. He's going to hit 70. I think he has a legitimate shot of hitting 68 next or hitting sorry not 68. He's at 68. He's going to hit 70. I think he's going to hit 80 next season so have yourself a season Andre Svechikov have a season to you know those five guys you know Trocek, Nita Ryder, Svechikov, Taravina and Ajo for all scoring 20, at least 20 goals in a season like I said first time since the 06-07 season so you're talking about a season right after they just won the cup in fact they had five guys score 20 and now on a year where a lot of people are feeling kind of good about how this team is I know the last I know since March it's been kind of up and down for the Hurricanes, but a lot of people have been really enjoying 
this Canes team. And I've been saying it a lot too, that this team kind of has that feeling of the 05-06 Canes team with not a lot of holes, you know, a lot more playmakers, you know, really great goaltending out of Ranta and Freddie Anderson, which, by the way, there has been some news. It was uh, Zara, uh, Sarah Avampano. Um, she shared it yesterday on her Twitter. If you haven't fo- checked her out, follow her. She's really great. She writes for uh, Kane's Country. Um, she did say that there was an article that came out on NHL.com that said that Freddie Anderson would only be out for a week. So, luckily, he might be. I don't know if he's going to be back at all next week, but that will give the Hurricanes enough time to give him some rest, get him re, you know, just get back into, you know, a little bit of shape, you know, get back into getting the game ready for the playoffs. So right now it's up to Andy Ranta and Pierre Kochkov to get the Hurricanes to the last four games, get them in the playoffs, and you get Freddie Anderson back, you know, back fully healthy, get him well-rested back going into, the, going into the playoffs. Depends on who you get in the first round. If you get a fresh Freddie Anderson just coming off an injury, I know it's kind of a question mark, but get him back fully healthy with a little bit of rest. That could be probably the the best. I want to say the best worst thing for the Hurricanes, but it's it might help the Hurricanes going into that first round match, depending on who they who they face to get him back with a little bit of you know a fresh body, a little bit of time to recover and be ready to go. So luckily, Freddie Anderson isn't going to be out for the playoffs. He will be back next week, hopefully for game one in a couple weeks. Whoever the Hurricanes face. In the first round, so there is good news on that. Uh, Jordan Stahl was out. He's back. That's great to see, you know, obviously, because he scored the empty netter last night. So, luckily, that wasn't a bad hit either uh, when they were back on uh, the other night when they both got knocked out of that game against Colorado. So, luckily, not too long of lay- layoffs from those two guys. So, before we go into the fan questions, I got a couple good fan questions. I'm really excited to answer these ones. Um couple from our, our regulars, so thank you to the, you know those two. I'm ready to come and shout you guys out, as always, for every week dropping some great questions. But like I said, before we drop into the, we'll go into the fan questions, I do want to talk about our show sponsors. Our first one is the OG, Day One. These guys have been fantastic. I visited these guys at their warehouse in Raleigh. They're about 10, 15 minutes away. Um, so definitely have to go check them out, check out their warehouse, get their stuff. They're really great. And that is... Primo X hockey. If you're looking for any hockey equipment, I'm talking, you know, stick tape, you know, stick guards for if you want to take your indoor, your indoor stick outside, I wouldn't recommend it, but they do have those. If you're looking for outdoor pucks, balls, you know, skate laces, whatever you need, these guys are Primo X hockey has that stuff. So make sure to go to primoxhockey.com. And then when you check out, make sure in their uh, comment box, Make sure that tell, let them know that Zach from the Surge Cast sent you because that shows that I'm, you know, I'm shouting them out as the sponsors and it supports me as the show from those guys. So make sure to check out PrimeXHockey.com. And if you do, the guys might throw in a koozie with their logo on it. And, I mean, you guys have seen it on my, on my personal Twitter and on the podcast Twitter. I use this thing for soda, for beers, whatever, wherever you name it. It's basically the best koozie you can ever have. It's the only one I, it's the only one I own. And it's the only one I'm ever going to use. So if you want to look good while you're drinking your beer, you got to get yourself a Primo X Hockey koozie. And that's if you order from the guys at Primo X Hockey. Like I said, too, you go to their warehouse, you can do a store pickup, meet the guys, talk to them for a little bit. Really solid dudes. I definitely recommend that. If you're not in the Raleigh area, they have really great free shipping nationwide. Definitely have to take use of that as 
well very very awesome stuff and you even might get stickers too with your order so that's another good incentive because who doesn't want a free sticker so like i said they are raleigh based so support local shop local make sure to check out these guys at primax hockey fantastic dudes the other sponsor i want to talk about is shocked hydrate if you're looking to take your gaming to the next level make sure to use shock hydrate at shockhydrate.com. they got a watermelon flavor and they got a green apple flavor and the nice thing too is zero grams of sugar 13 calories so it's it's good you know calories wise the taste is good i've had a lot of great feedback from people telling me that the watermelon tastes really good and also the green apple so if you want to try some really cool flavors you know, and take your, like I said, take your game into the next level. Make sure to check out Shocked Hydrate. They are a really great group over there. Really great shipping. They're super fast, easy shopping as well. So if you go to the link in our show notes, or if you're on Twitter, make sure to click the link in the bio, which will go to your link, which will go to my link tree. And if you click on the Shocked Hydrate logo, it'll take you to that website. And that's actually a tracker to help them, to let them know that I sent you. And if you use the code SurgeCast, you'll also get 10% off your order. So like I said, check out the link tree, click that link, goes to them, and that lets them know that I sent you. And if you use the code SurgeCast, you'll get 10% off your order. So watermelon, green apple, can't go wrong with either one. So make sure to check out the guys at Shocked Hydrate. It'll help them, it'll help me, and it'll help this podcast be able to do more things. So if you want to bring up more and better content, if you want to help support me, Gotta support our sponsors. Primax Hockey, Shocked Hydrate. Can't go wrong with either. All right. So going into our fan questions and the last segment of the show, I do have a couple great questions from our very favorite usual question people, Billy Curtis and Eric. And Eric came on the 10th episode with me. Bailey, I'm definitely hopefully get you on a show really soon. You've been great to talk to you. You know, on Twitter, Twitter spaces with uh, my buddy Kyle Sullivan, a.k.a. Shaggy Von Doom over there at Locked On Avalanche and here in Puckburg. Definitely have to check him out. I know if you're not, if you're not, a, if you're not a Colorado Avalanche fan, maybe Locked On Avalanche are a thing for you, but I would definitely check out here in Puckburg. I was actually on one of his episodes uh, back in season one. He's got a lot of great episodes, a lot of great people. So I would definitely check out here in Puckburg. And if you are hurt, Avalanche fan, or you just want to listen to, you know, a different team for a little bit, just to get some news on them, I would definitely recommend check out Lockdown Avalanche. Great guys over there with Kyle and Chris. So first question is coming from Bailey Curtis. She asked me, which game can you see Peter starting this weekend? And can you see him getting any other additional starts before the season is over? That is a great question for me. So right now you've got New Jersey Devils on the road tomorrow at 1230, a really weird 1230 start. Then you got a one o'clock start on the 24th against the Islanders, a back-to-back in New York. And then you got a day off, which I'm curious to see if the Canes would come back. I doubt they would come back to Raleigh before going back because they do play the Rangers for the last time. So that game is really going to be huge on the 26th, which is next Tuesday. If the Hurricanes and the Rangers, depending on who wins the game, might take the division. So that is really interesting to see there. And then the last game is on Thursday at 7 p.m. against the Devils at home. So the last game of the season is at home against the Devils. So you basically have the Devils, Islanders, Rangers, Rangers, Devils to finish off the season. So you have four division games to round out the year 
and three of the four are going to be on the road with a back-to-back day off and then a game Tuesday, and then another off day, and then you play Thursday. So that is really going to be something. My best guess is I would probably say you might see Ranta on Saturday. So by the time this drops, everyone knows going to who, play, who played that day and how that game ended out. And then Sunday, this episode will drop. So you'll get it like Sunday morning as usual around like 11 o'clock. Puck drop will be at 1. So it depends on when you listen to that. To the episode, it's either Sunday or Monday. We're gonna, you're basically going to know 1 or how both of those games over the weekend in Jersey and on the Long Island is against the Devils and the Islanders. I would say for Peter, I do probably see him playing the Sunday game against the Islanders. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Um, I would say you probably can see them against the Devils, but I think they're probably going to roll with Antioranta again on Sunday on Saturday. He did play a really great game against the Winnipeg Jets. He did play really well against Arizona, too, because they did win 5-3 in Arizona. I do say probably – I would like to say Antioranta is going to be playing tomorrow on Saturday against the Devils, but you could probably see Peter against the Devils, too, but I think think right now you could probably see Peter against the Islanders. Uh, I think that might be the only start you really see out of him for the last four games because the fact you've got a really huge divisional matchup against the Rangers Tuesday. I probably do see Rod throwing in Antioranta Tuesday, depending on if Freddie Anderson's back. If Freddie's back, you might see him that day. I'm not sure, but if Freddie's not back, I do see Antioranta starting on Tuesday against the Rangers. Depending on how that game goes and everything else, you probably might see Rantel on Thursday against the Devils too. So I would probably say Peter's going to play Sunday against the Islanders. And that might be the only game you see out of him in the regular season, just because of with Freddie Anderson possibly coming back next week. And the fact that you got four division games with a back-to-back and you got the team who's currently tied with you in the Rangers, depending on how the Rangers play that weekend too, it all really depends on how that game for, Tuesday is going to be because if you look at the Rangers schedule right now, they got Boston on the road Saturday uh, at 3 p.m. And then they got 24th and the 25th off. And then they got Carolina at home, Montreal the next night at home. Then you got Thursday off. And then they have that game on Friday night against Washington. So not really an easy stretch either for the Rangers. I mean, Montreal, that's that could really be a toss-up, but you're talking Boston and Washington with the two wildcard teams still in play, and you got the team that, that they're tied with in Carolina, you know, in on Tuesday. That is going to be a tough – I think that's going to be really interesting to see how Rod plays that, but I do see, like I said, I see him playing around to three of those four games. You might see Peter play against – the Devils on Thursday, depending on how the Carolina game goes on two on or like how the Rangers game goes on Tuesday, because like I said, then the Rangers play Montreal and Washington. And that game against Washington is the day after Carolina finishes their regular season. So 
Yeah, as of right now, I see probably Pierre just playing against the Islanders, and that might be it. Like I said, unless something changes to where, depending on how Tuesday goes, you could probably see him on Thursday. It all really depends. So right now I'm saying about one game for Peter. But Bailey, thank you for your question as always. Really love the support. Thank you for your feedback. That was really cool. I'm glad you're enjoying the show. And like I said, thank you for your feedback. Thank you for always dropping me great questions every um, week. Absolutely fantastic. Thank you for being an OG supporter from the start. Of course, my buddy Eric, he was on episode 10 with me. He's been dropping the questions every week. Um, If you haven't checked that episode, make sure to check it out. Really great conversation with him. And obviously, if you were here, if you listened to last week's show, he dropped, you know, what D&D classes would be for the players. And I, it was, I love that question. It was definitely made me think. I, I think I could have done a little bit better with that. But I mean, that, I mean, that was an interesting question. I love the one that he did because he did Pathfinder, which was the fourth edition, which is the edition before the current five, uh, fifth for Dungeons and Dragons. But his list was very phenomenally done. So if you haven't, make sure to go check that out. Um, he Check out his account. I think he does have the that somewhere. So I would definitely check that out. Very fantastic question. So he says, going to be hard to top the last question, which I mean, after that, I mean, pretty much every question he's going to ask me, I think he set the bar a little too high. Because now i gotta, so now I got to think of a really great question from every week now. Because just was starting with D&D off, and then it's like, where do you go from there at that point? So I'm really curious to see what his questions are going to be after that every week. But so, like I said, going going to be hard to top the last question. But if you were given the chance to open your own restaurant in PNC, what would the what would some of the food items you'd sell? And I already love this question. I'm really excited to figure out how this one's going to be. Um, I did get some interesting ones. Uh, oh. You know, Debbie Holmes, uh, Forever Cans fan, did comment on that question. She goes, I like the question, plus PNC could use some new food op- food choices. I agree with that. PNC could use some updates on their food. It seems like they're coming around with the same things for a while, so it'd be kind of cool to see more of an update and more I- different things. Matthew Soma, um, he, you know, a.k.a. Cans Prospect, uh, he was on episode four, which is probably still right now the best, most listened to episode. So thank you to everyone who listened to that fourth episode. And thank you, Matt, for coming on. Because we talked about five prospects that should be interesting for the Hurricanes uh, here in the future. He said, the correct answer is to put a cookout in PNC. And I have to say, that is a phenomenal answer. Cookout's amazing. Now, the thing is, if you're a cookout, do you go with a partial menu or the whole menu? And if I'm cookout, if I'm PNC, you go with a full menu you know, you got the trays, you got the double burger trays, you got the walking tacos, you got the cheeseburger quesadillas, hush puppies, onion rings. You got you got to go full Monty on cookout in PNC. You got to go full menu. Got to get all the milkshakes, especially watermelon. Watermelon is my favorite flavor at cookout. And the thing is, it's only a summer one, so I think it's like June and July um that one is phenomenal that's my absolute favorite their peppermint at christmas time oh another fantastic flavor but i mean you really can't miss on cookouts uh flavors so cookout if you're listening please sponsor the show i'd really appreciate it but i do have to say cookout would be a great option i was gonna go with that until matt said that so i had to kind of think of another answer 
And I have to say, I would love to see Zaxby's be part of PNC. I know a lot of people might say Raising Canes or maybe Wingstop and stuff like that. I get that Raising Canes is good. Can't go wrong with Wingstop either. But for me, I would definitely have to say that Zaxby's would be a perfect option to have. Their food is really good. They have really good sauces, the drinks, you know, the side options. It's phenomenal. I would definitely say for me, Zaxby's would be the answer for that because I get the wings and things, which is, you know, boneless wings. You know, you get about five of those, whatever sauce you get. The Buffalo Garlic Blaze, absolutely my favorite flavor. Got to go with that every time. Just fantastic. Um, so you get like three chicken fingers, fries, and you get like a piece of toast. And you get their, you know, Zaxby sauce and their ranch. Just a phenomenal plate, barely $11. You know, they got the fried white cheddar bites too. You know, fried mushrooms if you like mushrooms and stuff like that. So, I mean, thinking about that just makes it one Zaxby's, honestly. But I would do have to say that would probably be a best, that would be a really great option to have um, would be a Zaxby's. Like I said, a cook, cookout would be great too. So, Matt, that is a great answer. I would definitely have to agree with you. If that would be my first choice, but if I had to pick a 1B to that 1A, Zaxby's is the way to go for me. But, Eric, thank you for your question. Also, thank you for your feedback as well. I really appreciate your feedback. I appreciate you sending questions every week. Another you know, day one OG supporter. Thank you so much, you and Bailey. You two have – thank you so much for you know dropping really great questions week after week. Never miss with the questions. Really good stuff. So I thank you. Like I said, thank you for the questions. Thank you for the support every week. You know, thank you for the feedback. You know, I want to make this the best Canes podcast possible. I want to bring everyone great content. So my goal is to keep just striving and being better with it like that. So thank you. Thank you both so much for that. But that will wrap up the show, actually. I know it's going to be a lot shorter than usual. Um, not a full hour. I'm trying to not have super long ones for everyone when it's just me by myself. Um, just so that way it's not me just rambling on for an hour. So I'm just trying to keep the ones by myself a little bit short. When I have guests on, then we'll probably be going back to the full hour ones, maybe a little bit longer, just depending on how the conversation goes. I usually try to keep it on an hour, maybe an hour and a half at the max. That's kind of where we're going to be at with, you know, guest appearances and stuff like that. But when it's by myself, I'm going to try to keep that to about 30 to 45 minutes. So that's kind of what the format we're looking at now in terms of by myself compared to guests. But like I said, that will wrap up today's show. Thank you. Thank you so much, everyone, who sent in fan questions. I hope you guys enjoy this episode. And plus, please, please make sure to check out Primo X Hockey and Shock Hydrate. They are both great sponsors of the show. I really appreciate all their support. But until next time, guys, I will see you here at the search. to this Belly Up Sports Podcast Network product. Some said we go belly up, so we made it our name, and we're still here. 
Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. 